Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Smashers. This week, I'm talking to the very funny comedian and filmmaker Stuart Laws, or as I'm calling him from now on, Stuart Fancy Coffee Boy Laws. That's not that catchy, actually. Uh, in good news, I've got no live work to plug at the moment, which just, I'm, it's not good news that there's no live work. It's just good news that I don't have to say monotonously week after week, please may you come to my tour. I mean, I still want you to come when it gets rescheduled to very late in the year or the start of next year, but... I don't have to hang on about it now, which is a shame, really, because I've ended up talking about it anyway, haven't I? Um, instead, I'm doing some hoovering lives, liquid hoovering lives on Instagram that I'd love you to be part of. It's on weeknights. It's usually around the nine o'clock mark. Um, I do one a week with a former guest. Just make sure you're following at the hoovering pod on Instagram and on Twitter, and you'll find out easily then when the next one's going to be. I've had amazing people on it, like Mark Watson and Desiree Birch and Rosie Jones, and it's just been so fun. They're getting funner and funner as they go along, and they stay online in the Instagram stories for 24 hours after they're done. If you've got any spare money, I highly recommend giving it to a food bank as a podcast about eating, so just keep people eating. I know the Trussell Trust are doing amazing work, but I know there's lots of independent ones. Uh, there'll be one near you wherever you are in the world, I imagine, that needs your help. I'm, I've also become aware recently that 
Some of them um, buy stuff wholesale and apportion it out themselves. So actually prefer money to food. So even if you, you know, you're not allowed out of the house or whatever to do shopping and you wish you could join in, but you've got some spare dollar, you might be able to donate to one near you. Anyway, have a Google about that. If when you've done that, you've still got spare money, you can support the podcast and me if you like. I'm on Patreon com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of stuff like guest recipes and random exclusive content and well not all random very specific exclusive content just for patrons amongst other perks um okay let's get into this podcast um Stuart and i are in our own homes naturally i uh, taste some kimchi i made homemade for the first time which is pretty exciting on some cheese on toast his idea and what a great idea. Uh, he has a hot cross bun with a pan au chocolat chaser. Yeah, boy. Uh, I should add, we uh, do mention the word calories towards the end of the podcast, but we do it in a celebratory way. Uh, also worth adding that this was recorded on the 1st of May, when we were still very, very much tits deep in a 100% level lockdown. Oh, God. Week four. Week five. Week six. What week is it of lockdown? Um, it's, it's just forever now. Yes, it's forever now. Mm. Oh God! Um, tell me what you've got to devour, please. Um, so, eleven a.m. for me is now breakfast time. Oh, very good. Are you working late into the night or having parties? Uh, well, having a lot of illegal parties. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going. This isn't public, is it? This is just for you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I sort of. I quite like uh, watching stuff late, so working to sort of like nine ten, and then um, watching stuff until the very early hours. And then I was like, well, normally I'd have to then get up at like eight, but I don't have to do that now. There's a killer virus outside. Oh, yes. Great for you, so, then, Stu. I've got um, some coffee, mm-hmm. uh, a hot cross bun, and a pan of chocolate. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. Now, the coffee is in my favourite mug. It's from Inlet, New York. Oh, I've got a, um, I've got an iHeart New York mug from my missus. That I, uh, it's my favourite mug. Ah. But what's Inlet in New York? So Inlet is a very small village or, ha- or hamlet sort of size place that I went to last March. It's in upstate New York in this wilderness area. Yeah. It was absolutely covered in snow and I stayed in this like wooden like hotel cabin sort of place on the edge of a frozen lake and nowhere was open apart from this tiny, um, this hotel and a tiny little sort of general store and we had this lovely mug and apparently there's bears there and everything. I didn't see any bears. Um, but it's got a little bear design on it, and it just it makes it makes me feel like I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh, well, you sort of are. You sort of yeah. Um, talk me through. Um, could you give me some detail on the exact nature of the coffee you've got in there? Yes, it is from. Do you know Pact? No, but oh yes, that's snazzy. Where they come Pact. in little brown bags like drugs. Yeah, yeah, and they're really yeah. ethical. I actually meet the um, the postie about 100 metres from my flat and we just sort of exchange it there Yeah, underneath a lamppost. Through a car window. Yeah, yeah. And usually a Merc or, yeah. Oh, God, there's so many Mercs around here. 
Well, I live in Catford, so you know when you see a Merc that it's a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. It's really gentrifying, but I, I, you know, you're like, if it's like, oh, quite a sort of new model of an Audi, might not be a drug dealer, um, but a big old Merc, oh yeah. That's just been like literally like the last five years that Catford's been gentrified isn't it yeah it's really trying it's absolutely not gentrified uh it's just some people with money have moved here it it Mm. will happen but if to be honest it's at the perfect state if it could stay like this it would be the dream it's putting in a shift it's putting in a shift yeah basically it's got loads of amazing places to eat but it's still a hole (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, you know you can still I don't know but I, I'm a I'm an arsehole because I like all the upsides of it I like all the pl- amazing places to eat there's a little independent cinema here now like in a cool little like do you remember what was it called shunt underneath London Bridge like under the arches yeah there was like a kind of uh, sort of theatre and nightclub in, in the damp skanky arches underneath London Bridge a bit hmm. like vaults it was yeah. awesome for years, but um, it got it was very structurally unsound, so they they shut that down. But it was it's a bit like that's all sort of concrete. And so, anyway, it's got all these cool things that I like, and I can just about afford my rent on an actual house. But um, I don't I don't like seeing people being able to afford to do extensions, <laughs> and I don't like the idea that I don't know the people that have lived here for years won't be able to afford to keep living here. I mean, I live in a flat. I think it'd be really funny if I got an extension. Yeah. <laughs> Massive block of flats and one one dude's just <laughs> gone wild. Um, I feel like I really veered away from coffee there, but that I've only ever had that packed coffee once and it's not a, it's not a story that puts me in a good light. Oh. Um, some was delivered to my house. Um, to an, um, I honestly can't remember it, but to a, a man's name who was a stranger, but absolutely 100% my address on it. Mm. Um, and so I sort of sat there for a, a week or two, probably, when I was like, how on earth could I, do I start catfishing this man? Do I, <laughs> what do I do is look him up on Facebook, like, it's one bag of coffee. And time's a great healer. Yeah, time's a great healer. I thought if it happens again, I'm going to, I don't know what I'll have to do. I'll have to contact Pax and say they've got his address wrong. Um, I just drank it up and it was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it felt a bit like finding cash in the street. Do you know what I mean? Then no, yeah. no one's going to come You'll and never fetch track this. Them. Yeah. Well, I've gone very low brow on the coffee front. Um, like, you know, you get those um, really amoral, uh, it's Nestle, isn't it? Or Nescafe, but they're like a silver cylindrical tin. With an orange oh, top. Yeah, um, it's, what is that? I know what that is. It's like Milicano or something. It's called Azura or something like ah, that. Ah, Azura, yeah. yeah so you said it like Matt Berry then. I really enjoyed that. Milicano. Azura. Azura. Um. <laughs> um, well, anyway, at Little Do, Lydia, Little Do, a knockoff version of it um, called something like Premiemio. <laughs> <laughs> It's creamy emio. I know it's not that, but oh man, <laughs> it's um, it's just the same. It tastes exactly the creamy same. Creamy emio, creamy emio, really uh, nice. I've made a real my coffee journey 
Yeah. Which is something that, you know, you you can't wait to hear from someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I used to be all about the instant coffees. Because I think I think my dad my dad liked Nescafe because I don't I don't know he had a very low opinion of himself I guess mm. and so that's where I started and then when I found out about like fancy instant coffees I was like oh my goodness like Dow Egberts yes yes and then sort of and could never really get on with like cafetiers and like ground coffee and that because it was like this is too. It's too pure a coffee. Also, I think when you're younger, when you, you're first making your forays into that coffee, you're like, well, hang on. I was just starting to enjoy the taste of coffee and now I'm having a heart attack in the shit. <laughs> but aside from my, uh, my own medical issues. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now fully, I've got, um, I've got a grinder. Oh, here he has. I've got a milk frother. Like a proper one that you pop pop the milk in this metal canister and then you go, how hot do you want it? Or do you want it chilled? Do you want to make a milkshake? Uh, and if it's 11 p.m., I do. Amazing. I did have you down as a fancy coffee boy. It's, I'm really sorry. I live in Rye Slip, man. We've got a, a Cafe Nero and everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favourite of the chain coffee places. Uh, Starbucks. No, Nero's. It's your what? Starbucks. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I sometimes, I think once I had a filter coffee from there that tasted of water and grains and I've never forgiven that. <laughs> I think a lot of people had like, uh, kicked, tried Starbucks like a while ago and I think they were bad. Then. Right. Do you think they've upped their um, game? I think they have because a load of people have trashed onto the scene and been like, uh, hello, we can do this better. And they've gone, uh-oh. Oh, 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 we better, we better make nice cover quick. Um, I've always really, they do a thing that I f- sort of struggle not to get if I'm, if there's one in a services that I'm passing. It's not coffee, it's solid. But um, it's like a toasted tea cake, but it's square. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 I have that all the time. Oh. In fact, I'm having a hot cross bun right now. Oh, as yes. I, feel. I need to eat my cheese and toast, otherwise it's going to be cold and right. Mm. But um, it's um, it, it comes with an oblong of solid butter. That's mm. the, the ratio of butter to, to fruit slice or whatever it's called is so brilliant. Oh, it's really, that is a good... Oh, I, I don't hate Starbucks just because they've got that. Right, I've made a, a bit of cheese on toast with... Mm. Oh, I've just opened it. A jar of homemade kimchi that I've not opened yet. I've just opened wow. it, and this I'm nervous about this. I warned you I was nervous about this. I it's fucking stinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I is it meant to stink, kimchi? It is a fermented good, I suppose. Yeah, anything that ferments doesn't you're not like you're not splashing it. Under your chin. Yeah, okay. Right, well, I'm going to try a little bit on its own just before I potentially ruin my amazing cheese on toast. It's red yep. cabbage kimchi. I made three, like, quite small but very compact jars of it. I'm worried there wasn't enough liquid in it. Like, I put exactly what was in the recipe in, and the recipe had loads of good reviews, but um, and everybody else's homemade kimchi and or shop-bought kimchi that I've ever seen <laughs> looked way more liquid to solid than this, but here we go. Oh well, we know that reviews aren't everything. 
Yeah. Oh, fuck, it's great. Hey! It's really good. That's a beautiful bit of tension. Oh, oh I've made it fucking spicy. <laughs> Either that or I've... Oh, I just got a killer bit. Right, okay, I'm very happy to put that all over my cheese on toast. So is this brunch for you? Well, I... <clears throat> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> 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 um, okay, I mean, this will be fun. This will be fun. It's It burns. Oh, and that was just still from that first nibble. Um, this, yes, it is today. I, but I'm having a, my, the, oh, I don't know if you found, I'm having the least, I'm having a first day that's in a way it's different to other days in terms of my timings of shit. I am um, okay. up until now, I don't know. I think lots of people thrive on routine and I know that the government advice during lockdown was to uh, find a routine, find a new routine. Whereas it should have been order more PPE. <laughs> I could do political stuff. Mmm, <laughs> delicious. Are you isolating yeah. alone? Are you with your partner? No, I'm with my sister. Ah, okay. Um, and that is good. She works from home normally anyway, so her oh, routine has barely changed. Ah, okay, fair enough. Um, talk to me about lockdown eating generally tried to be quite good actually so my sister's been cooking quite a lot um and i think i probably am taking about a third of the the shifts but she she gets the idea of something she wants to cook and she's suddenly become a lot more experimental wicked are both of you good cooks is there a rivalry there oh uh, no, I think we we she she's she is good. I am absolutely fine. <laughs> what I'm I think what I'm quite good at is looking at what we have and just going, oh, let's just try that. Let's fling those things together. Yeah, wicked. And that sometimes you get something where you're like, oh, that's good. And sometimes you go, well, we've learned a strong lesson. <laughs> well, you told me to put this kimchi on this cheese on toast, and it's. Fucking amazing. I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have cheese on toast without kimchi on it now. In fact, I had on my shopping list for next time I go to the supermarket, Branson's pickle, and I'm not going to bloody bother. I've got three pints of kimchi to get through. So can I tell you why that happened? Yes, please. Why I suggested that, because I don't like cheese. Oh, what? Yeah. I feel like you've just told me you don't like art or... <laughs> what, what is really? art? I hate art. Mm. Um, my friends have a small like food company called Kim Cheese. Nice. Uh, they set it up last year, and they've, they're actually based quite near you. Oh, cool. Um, and they occasionally do sort of events that are in that southeast London are sort of area. Are they in um, Sydenham or Peckham or somewhere trendy? Uh, I think it's Sydenham area. Oh, oh and um, what is it? I call it Snorwood. What is it? What's oh, it um, South Norwood. South Norwood, that's it, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, that's got really and, bougie. <laughs> yes, very much. Um, and in fact, they've got people who have uh, full-time jobs working for charities uh, setting up their own food stores in their spare time. So Nice. Um, but yeah, it's called Kimchi's, and it's basically a cheese toasty with kimchi. Awesome. And... Look, I went to the launch event that they were trying out their recipes in in their home, and I didn't eat any of any of them because <gasps> I couldn't eat cheese. Oh, but I went hey, there to support. Did you say um, you just said couldn't eat cheese then, as if it was like an allergy? 
Oh, you no, just, no, no. You just I hate the taste. Because of my brain. And tell me about your cheese hatred, but I do make sure I remember to come back to the story, or you do. Um, is it uh, all cheese then? Like a whole across the board, excuse the pun, from even like like a buffalo mozzarella, right? I understand, I very much understand people not liking a stinky, sloppy, kind of brie-type thing. But everything All right those words are associated with cheese, right? And those aren't... You don't, like, go and describe someone as stinky and sloppy and then be like, you have to meet them. <laughs> <laughs> they're stinky, they're sloppy, you're going to love them. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever met Mr or Mrs Twits? Because... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I um, get on really well. I don't, I don't think it, I look, I, I haven't had cheese probably now for about 10 years and I appreciate the fact that I could probably train myself to like them and the majority of food dislikes are psychological. Okay, fine. But I have a diet that, and I'm of an age now, that I can't allow cheese in <laughs> for the damage it will cause to my frame. <laughs> it's like Starship Troopers and the... <laughs> you made yourself sound... You did make yourself sound so... so not like a human. <laughs> <laughs> With that sentence. I have been accused of being a robot at times. Oh. Which is always a lovely thing to hear. You must meet my friend, he's a robot. <laughs> Mr. Twit, meet Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hang on, you went to this launch and you didn't eat any cheese, but... No. Were you Tried a little of the kimchi. Whole... Lovely. You... Oh, did they make their own kimchi? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and um, did you spend the whole night surrounded by people going, oh my God, kimchi plus cheese? Yeah, and that what I spent the time was trying to work out how they can market it better because I, I thought that um, my friend David was um, not doing a good job with his proposed marketing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, you, you need to sell it as uh, like an, an Asian plowman's. <laughs> it's not and that would just get it over the line for some people. It's not too... <laughs> in comedy Asian plowmans I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not sure those words in a row would make me peckish <laughs> having just eaten the consequences of an Asian plowman's um, yeah How that's stunning um, I don't I don't know I um, yeah but the problem is all the words you'd associate with cheese like you were saying are disgusting sloppy Stinky, yeah. um, uh, but all oh, I, I thought of how I could market it to, to myself. Similarly, all the words you'd associate if you're going to go deep in describing kimchi are repulsive as well, aren't they? Like oh. fermented, um, fishy stinks. But how I'd sell it to me because that was one of the that is definitely uh, I'd love trying a thing I've never tried before, let alone when it's that good. It was so good. Um, I think you just have to go for um, slightly tangy salt with really crystally salty salt on buttery toast. Oh. Better? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. 
um, if there's any sort of jobs going in marketing where I could work from home. How many times did you use salt in that sentence? Oh, well, a good 18, I think. The butter I had on my hot cross bun is uh, a very crystal salt butter. Oh, that, I think it's the only sort. With things like that, I, 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 unlike you, it sounds like you are going, right, the older I get, the more I need to be conscious of health. Whereas I am going... Or the older I get, the less I care how young I die. In a sense, like, I just want to enjoy this life. It flies by, and I don't want to... If there's an option of only having butter that's crystally and salty, then why would I ever have another sort? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly with loads of that. I just think that, like, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, and I don't, re- I don't drink that much, Um Although lockdown, I guess, has changed things. <laughs> it's because I drive so much that I have just got into the habit of not really drinking and so I could go out for a night out, whereas now I'm at home and I haven't got anywhere to drive to. Yeah. Um, so, sure, why not? Crack it open. Also, I've done some editing jobs over lockdown where people have decided that the money that they were paying me is not enough and they've sent me whiskey as like an extra top-up which I guess is government, the government can't get their hands on that. <laughs> no. I think the government want you to drink that. <laughs> you know what? Boris sent me a letter. Yeah, did he? And it said that, yeah, it said that on it. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Did he, I really, I haven't had my letter from um, um, you? Uncle Boris yet, but I'm, I'm, really, um, I'm really excited about getting it because I'm still waiting to find out what to do. <laughs> well, most people I think haven't read it, and so if you flip it over on the back, is genuinely for the sixty-eight million people or seventy million people in the UK is personalised advice for every single household. Oh, brilliant! And yours said, "Get the whiskey down, you." Yep. Um, put a little bit of blue tack on your on your webcam, um, <laughs> or just. Uh, you can just rip off just the strip of a post-it, the, just the sticky bit, the sticky long side of a, of a oblong yellow post-it. You can put ah. that along the top of your computer if you like, and that blocks out your webcam effectively too without any sort of greasy smearing of blue tape. And people can't see you guzzling coffee after coffee. After whiskey N- after whiskey. Nude. Nude. I've been enjoying. Um, I've been enjoying um, sort of a repulsive level of honesty. Um, I think I already was on the spectrum when it came to that, like just over disclosure. But um, I think it's got to the point of lockdown now where it's been like, yes, I occasionally don't have any alcohol in a day, but most days I have one or two drinks just to numb some of my feelings. I know. Ah. I do know that's why I'm doing it, and I think I'm fine with it. I think that is fine, right? I think uh, I think it's an awareness level, right? Yeah. Also, I think uh, throughout life, even at the best of times in normal life, sort of staring your emotions bare, like face to face, nose to nose, is a disgusting act that no one should have to endure all the time. It's horrific. So <laughs> we do need to be able to. I mean, I, people have been using, you know, various concoctions and alcohols for as long as we've known like really far back prehistoric human creatures have even been doing it so i think actual constant actual reality has been unbearable for the for the since the beginning of time 
Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, it's only just become genuinely bearable for not the 1% in the last 100 years, maybe less than that, 80 years. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone was hammered constantly just to get them through the, you know, 30 to 40 years that they existed in absolute hell. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, so, it's just it's just made anything really sad's making me really laugh at the moment. Um, have you eaten anything particularly lockdowny? Like, have you had any? Um, you were saying that you're quite good at seeing a bunch of things and going. I know how I could use those up. Well, yeah, I mean, there is an alternative to that. Is when it goes bad. So last night was um, I. We bought a few frozen things early on just to be there, just in case. And it got to the point now where we're like, well, actually, going to the shop once a week is actually okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've got, I've got like a lamb burger and some chicken nuggets and some like oven fries. And we're like, well, we need to get through them. So last night's meal was a, like a weird buffet on a plate. <laughs> a burger, nuggets and fries. Yeah, with um, with some Brussels sprouts that were frozen Brussels sprouts. Actually, they were the best part. <laughs> How did you do those? Did you fry them? Uh, no, you oven uh, roasted them with salt and pepper and oil and that. Oh, nice, actually. Yes, please. Yeah, and the rest of it was very much oven food. That's a, um, that is probably the most lockdown-y full meal that anybody's told me about today. Lamb burger, chicken, presumably nuggets, chips... And roasted Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe no one else has got the honesty to, to admit to some of the debauched meals they've had. <laughs> it's true. I um, I began this um, lockdown in a state of absolutely jo- joyful sort of cooking orange and cardamom polenta cakes and Oof. really like curries that took all day and really enjoying it. And then about two weeks ago, I started thinking, I've fuck this shit, someone else make me something nice. So, and I, I sort of had quite, not on every night, but I got a couple of takeaways that week. And then this week, that, that's descended into like, well, I, I um, you can't afford to live like that. Also, I don't uh, want to live like that necessarily. Mm. You do like cooking, but still there's this bit of me that can't be asked with the effort, levels of efforts being made before. I spaffed all of my energy early in the week on a, I, if I dare say it, fucking brilliant um, moussaka with, with <laughs> corn mints, which I've never used before. It's so good. It's had some dying aubergines. That was amazing. And then I've spent the rest of the week on sort of supermarket pizzas and super noodles, but with spring greens stirred in. Ah. Yeah. I remember my very first moussaka. Oh, do you? Talk to me about that guy. That was, I think I was in year five. So how old is that? Ten? Nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Nine or ten. And a Greek lad came in. Because I guess one of our lessons was, let's have a Greek lad come in. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in like, well, this school was in Denham. I sort of moved around a bit. So this was, I think, after year five, I moved on somewhere else. Yeah. Is Denham in Um, Surrey? Denham is in South Bucks, sort of just outside the M25 um, a Greek lad came in. <laughs> Greek lad came in and just talked about Greece for a bit and then made a masaka. Oh. And then we all had some. 
and I was like, oh my God, this is really good. I went home and told my parents about it and I don't think they ever made one because they're not Greek lads. They don't know, they didn't know how to Only do it. Only a Greek lad and me have ever made a moussaka. That's true. I read that. <laughs> I um, I had loads of potatoes. If you've got potatoes and aubergines and then any sort of lentil or any sort of mince, it's doable. I think I know it. It's supposed to be lamb, isn't it? But um, it's fit. It's so good. <laughs> I, it's only this time, actually, that I've nailed the sort of tweaks to the, the other elements. Otherwise, it's just a potato and aubergine lasagna, isn't it? But um, yeah. the difference, I think, is... I'm going to get shit for this, but I think it's a ton of, not a ton, a, a noticeable amount of cinnamon and oregano in your red sauce. Interesting. And then this, this is the bit that made me go, oh, this is a game changer, was um, in, in the bechamel that only goes on top. I only put it on top, the white sauce. I made a roux like normal with a little bit of nutmeg and stuff, but then once it's cooled down, you whisk an egg into the prick. What? What? And, and it makes the whole thing sort of like that's what makes it sort of puff a bit and go all goldeny on top. Actually, there's parmesan on top as well. There's parmesan in it. There's oh, parmesan come in. on! Well, parmesan and an, and an egg, but you've got to wait for it to have cooled. And it makes the whole thing sort of like flat. Oof! Shh! Shh! That's the post. Shh! Um, shh. Sort of like are you making it sort of meringue? Yeah, basically it puffs a bit. It sort of ba- it makes it a bit bouncy and puffy. And as soon as you pierced it, it becomes a normal sauce again. But it's worth it just for the sort of... It, it, and there's no, like... if you have The spectacle. A, yeah. There's no seconds or thirds that are anywhere near as theatrical. But that first sh- slice into it, it, oh, it, yeah, it yeah. seems there's a sort of moosiness to the, and fatness to the white top that's extraordinary. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope I, I don't. I wish I could describe things that may, in a way that didn't sound disgusting. I'm having one of those days where even when I talk about food that I really want to eat, I'm making it sound rank. A, f- a moosey a... fatness to the top. Say <laughs> <laughs> scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
I don't think that any um, menu should point out that the cocktail has an egg in it. No, I agree. I don't want to know. I, it's fine if it's in there and I'm having it, but I don't want to read and be like, oh, fancy. I'm having a nice night out. Oh, with an egg. Yeah. I'm not, I'm never going to have a, I'm not, who has a night out with an egg? No, not me. <laughs> I learned that. Oh, did I, I feel like I learned it for a previous show. I had to learn that you could, there's a, oh God, I can't remember. Oh, joshing. Joshing? Oh, effing and je- jeffing. Effing and jeffing. Somebody told me off effing and jeffing and I looked up jeffing and... Um, apparently that is going out for a night with an egg that you've drawn a face on. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like a Taskmaster thing. It does, actually. Yeah. Bit of fun. I think that's a show that with the right inventiveness can totally be made in lockdown. Take an egg out. No, ta- Taskmaster. Oh, Taskmaster. <laughs> that was me thinking you were pitching a show called Take an Egg Out. <laughs> I mean, that is literally what the sort of show I would make. <laughs> just have the idea late at night and then the next day it's made. <laughs> Don't think about it, just make it. <laughs> um, I'm going to, um, I've recently had a listener sort of email me not in, they wrote it very beautifully, but essentially saying, why is there a question that you ask female guests and not male guests on your uh. podcast? So I'm going to ask you it. But before I ask you it, I'm going to say I do ask my male guests it whenever there's time. But often their answers are boring or unhelpful. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to be like, oh, I'm not sure I've got. Well, oh, but maybe, but not always. And um, and it is my bad. And the listener makes a great point. Point and I should be making sure that I, I do ask it more often than it makes the edit, basically. But Stuart, yeah. have you always had an all right relationship with eating? Uncomplicated? Um, it, yeah, essentially, yeah. I think that largely I'm a pretty stable person. Right. In terms of mental um, health generally, you think? Yes. Or sort of head to body um, relationship? Yeah, I think that I don't, I definitely have not. So when I was younger, and definitely even now, I wouldn't say that I have a healthy diet. Do you mean in terms of nutritionally? Um, in terms of excess sugar and fat, and basically um, not um, having a go at myself, but becoming more and more as I get older, uh, critical of my inability to shake that addiction. Oh, what sugar addiction? Or just do you mean that the the amazing, beautiful 50-50 sugar fat ratio that makes foods amazing? Like yeah. the, the, there was a documentary, wasn't there, why um about why um because it it I'll in terms of uh, forgiving yourself for a start, like it's exactly what the human body is conditioned to want. Like oh, it is, man, yeah. it's the perfect ratios, and it they explained it really beautifully with um, like it was good kind of light sort of telly but um in that sense that you know crispy creams yes i i had some they're most the most pop they even though there's loads of different types of crispy cream the one they sell something like 90 percent of their sales or something are of the simple just round iced 
just really? a donut that, with just the icing, the, like the most straightforward, basic bitch Krispy Kreme. Original glazed. Original glazed. Sorry, well done. Thank you. Um, and it's because in all the others, the ratios get slightly imbalanced. And in that one, it's exactly 50-50 fat and sugar. And it's the same with ice cream. It's why ice cream's so popular. It does something to our brains where we get the most incredible endorphins and dopamine hits and stuff. So... Um, also, it's very sort of up in the air whether or not it's possible that it's... I suppose you can be addicted to anything, can't you? If you ha- It depends on your definition of addiction. But basically, it's, it's part of your humanity to desire mm. those foods. And I think that uh, when I was younger, me and my, my friend Matt, we, we're both, we were both very slight, wiry little lads. But we ate the most enormous amount of you know chocolate like he he would literally uh you know get a packet of chocolate raisins eat all of them and then just have to lie down on his bed for an hour feeling sick <laughs> his last ever day at university he <laughs> he got overexcited about the amount of chocolate that he had and ate like three large Toblerones and various other bits of chocolate because he realised he needed to just get through it before. You know, he didn't think oh, I could take it home. Oh, um, God. And he gave himself such an awful migraine, he had to lie in bed with all the lights out and the curtains closed and all of his friends were led in one by one like he was like a weird mafia boss who was dying to say their their, their last goodbyes to him. <laughs> God, I love the sound of this guy. He and you know he is. He actually just went a month without um, chocolate because this is the this is what he this is how he deals with it. Is he goes all in either way? Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. That's <laughs> not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not sure how sensible that, that is. Um, my um, kid, and I know it's microcosm because it's just a, a young person in the tiny body with a brain that's still like developing early stages but he um i think from about he was two i think and we gave him a maybe younger uh we gave him a bit of chocolate to try and he went out of his mind and in in a tiny little baby it was quite sort of funny (laughs) 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 but um but but then actually the older he's got we've we've it's got better now but we did notice that like there is some chemical thing about chocolate he was all right with sugar generally if it was obviously moderate because he's a little kid anyway but about something about there must be something about the caffeine fat sugar combination or some enzyme or something in milk chocolate that just made it he would lose it change color like rampage wild violent sweating really just all his emotions up to a hundred and um and it would sort of pass and he'd be like it would be like a oh fuck okay we can't give him that but um i think rather than i just couldn't think in my mind that this child needs to have a life without chocolate like i can't do that so i've like not put loads of effort into it but over the last year microdosed him so that he could and this was the first easter where we could all enjoy ourselves not because he can have loads now yeah yeah but oh i'm so relieved i'm so but i think yeah that all on i think lots of people um assume that the simplest oh i think for some people it's true um that the easiest thing is to go all or all or nothing i think it's the same people yes. why people reason why people get into also maybe this is a sexist thing to say uh but i feel like a lot of time m- men or you know and people identify 
I think a lot of time men decide to a black and white approach is simplest. Like, yeah. Like fasting I, I, or completely cutting out whole food group or I don't know, maybe that is a bullshit thing to say. Well, it feels like there's like a challenge aspect which is sort of built into how boys are maybe uh, developed. Yeah. It's sort of like you're, if you're a boy, you can do challenges and you can push yourself to these limits and things like that. And it sort of weirdly maybe extends to things like cutting out chocolate for a month. That's um, true, you know. I think we, we get similar messages, but they, they've they um, worded them differently, haven't they? I mean, through our entire socialisation since birth. So boys will get told, challenge yourself, push yourself, mm. make yourself strong by doing this, this and this. Whereas women are told, shrink yourself, show how much control you've got, show how much uh, in charge of your keeping your body small you are. So we're mm. ironically being told to do the same bullshit things. <laughs> But but, yeah. but but we're being sold to do them for for different reasons. That's fascinating, isn't it? Shit. It's interesting. I definitely have found that. So basically, as I have got older, it's been a case of looking at things like chocolate, salt, huge huge amount of salt intake, and uh, uh, soft drinks. And so basically, I've tried to. Doesn't matter now because cinemas aren't open but i'd restrict myself to a coke if i was going to the cinema and just be like right well i don't need it in other situations but at the cinema it's like a thing that i like i like going to the cinema getting a popcorn having a drink watching a film i quite love that you know like i think there's um i think that i mean uh, for me i wouldn't i think psychologically be able to use the language of restriction because everything sort of has to be allowed otherwise i lose my mind but right. i like the idea of ritual and i love the idea cause I've, I've never had that with um, coke but i've always thought like there's something doesn't quite sit right with me about having popcorn at home like even though you pay such ridiculous money for popcorn in the cinema compared to what popcorn Absolutely. costs that for me is like well that's what you do when you go to the cinema and i like kind of bringing bringing that being something to do with my kid as well but no he's obsessed with popcorn and ask for it all the time and we do buy little bags of it so i've ruined that <laughs> i do it is true i definitely at the cinema if i go to the cinema i you know sometimes i will go four times a week oh well, fair enough okay oh well, that makes and sense this isn't something where you're like every couple of months i'm allowed to oh no no but like I will have popcorn every single one of those times. Whereas if I don't go to the cinema for two weeks, I will not have popcorn once in that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, me too, probably that. Although there's certain things as well where I think right now, in the context of this quarantine and lockdown, it's like, well, this is exactly the time where for a break in the monotony and for to, to try and um, conjure a feeling of either nostalgia or comfort or joy or adrenaline or whatever, just to shift things up a bit. This is exactly the time to be like, I'm going to fucking have some popcorn at home. Or I'm, I, I've like been buying fizzy drink. I don't normally drink that much fizzy drinks, but because they feel like a fun thing I do sometimes when I'm out. Yes. Um, that's never been that massive a conscious choice, actually. I just don't care about them that much. But because they feel like something that's a treat, I've got a 24-pack of Diet Coke in. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Halfway through it, in a, in a well, I think I'm on about one a day. I've been experimenting with desserts. Oh, talk me through I that. Experimenting, they're pretty much. I like uh, the other night. I so I bought a, a marble cake, 
and I was just like, so you, have you, do you know about James Acaster and Shaq Fu Yu? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dessert there, which is like a French toast with matcha ice cream. <sighs> and it is it's extraordinary. And I was like, oh, I really do fancy that. But what have I got? I can't. I've got some vanilla ice cream and I've got this marble cake. So I was like, hang on. Who's here going to stop me from firing up a frying pan and popping a slice of marble cake in it? Oh, you didn't. I did. I browned off each side. Did you put a bit of butter in or did you just dry fry him? Well, I just wanted I tried to see what it would be like if it just just dry fried it. First side, it didn't really look that much. So a tiny little bit of butter and then oof, really golden, really caramelly uh, vanilla ice cream. And it was it sort of has tidied me over until Shaq for you is open again. Oh, amazing. Obviously, a completely different flavour profile, that is. Yeah, I think <laughs> that sounds like such a nice thing to do. No, I've never been there. Um, Shack for you. Shack for you. It's on, uh, it's in Soho, right near where Aladdin used to be on. I really want to go there, but I don't love matcha flavoured things. <gasps> That's it. I don't either, but the ice cream is sort of, it balances off the sweetness of the french toast okay well it's got to be tried if you've spoken about it like that then it's got to be tried the most kind of experimental pudding thing i've done here was at one point i um i roasted a pineapple um and yes yeah it was good and do you know i'd like to do it again when there wasn't a four-year-old involved because i'd like to try it with a bit of chili um but i obviously didn't put chili i just used um the tiniest amount of salt and some light brown sugar and the pineapple was absolutely yeah the pineapple was absolutely fine it was nice but it was all about like the um what had happened to the brown sugar at the bottom of the roasting pan basically it's just sort of this kind of solid shards of pineapple caramel oh (laughs) um i made that coming up for two weeks ago and my son has asked for the caramel every day (laughs) This made me realise that I really miss those um, Brazilian restaurants where they you just have a sign on your table which is green or red, and they just keep coming round with big old uh, bits of meat and just whack stuff onto your plate if you've got the green sign on your table. Wow! And part of that they bring round a massive roasted pineapple and just cut off a little bit on onto your. <gasps> I've like, never oh, heard this? of this. It's oh, a- it's so good. Sometimes it's chicken hearts and I'm just like, I, I, I think I'm not ready to make that transition. <laughs> most they, um, of the time it's what like about drinks? Eve. Oh, I love Brazilian. That's my favourite cocktail is um, caipirinha. Yes, please. Oh, with that proper cachaça in it. Fuck yeah. I played a pineapple in a short film that's um, <laughs> currently being edited. <laughs> Should we leave that there? Yeah, okay, thank you. That's enough of that. Um, um, I, can I just apologise for sort of saying that men's answers... Your, I shouldn't have said that people's answer, blokes' answers are boring to that question before asking you it. I should just have asked you it and then congratulated you on what an interesting answer, because it really was. Um, I think, yeah, you, um, you really loaded the die. Do you know what? I think to, for context for people listening, I often 
I do all, almost always ask male guests as well if what their relationship with eating has been like. But so often they go, yeah, fine, really. And then we move on. Or they say, oh, I'm a big fat bastard, which is so unhelpful. Or um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's that, so I, I sort of, it's that slightly kind of defensive, like I've, it's not because I don't care, but also because, I mean, it's a bleak point, but the majority of, the majority of guys I talk to have had uh, you know, a relatively uncomplex time with eating, but not all. Um, and 99.999% of women I've spoken to will have at some point made themselves sick. That's a difference in men's and women's experience of growing up in right. terms yeah, of relationship yeah. with eating. <laughs> so I have, but it's been by accident from the amount of stupid stuff I've put in my mouth. <laughs> Your body eventually just goes, what are you doing? Yeah, I am. Um, do you know what? You've given me a memory I don't think I've ever spoken about on this, where um, I, when I was a kid, I'd had a massive, I think shepherd's pie it was. It was something with mints. <laughs> oh. And um, it's just an enormous deal. And then I don't know why, but I basically, I, I cannot remember why. It doesn't sound like an emotionally stable moment, but I sort of sat watching tv i was really young i was definitely under 10 and sort of absent-mindedly binge ate orange after orange after orange like i just got wow. into the ritual of peeling it putting the segments out eating it peeling it putting this and then it just i sort of stopped and was like oh i'm gonna blow and i'm not like <laughs> a, i'm not someone who's a, i'm not a particularly b-sick kind of person actually rarely rarely even with my most boozy moments and stuff i just not a sicker but oh my god that was catastrophic yeah i, I have eaten so much and what horrible combination of things to have eaten to the point where you puked i mean you don't want you don't want the acidity of orange coming back up the old yusof no that's acid on acid which every chef will tell you is a dick move <laughs> do you mean like think, um, as a kid at parties eating so much that you got sick yeah yeah and there's definitely been times where i've just eaten normally it's like you've had a big meal and then i know uh, and then you've gone big on dessert dessert's the thing t that always tips me i know i went with my friend matt who i've discussed the, the chocolate guy i like the sound of matt we were <laughs> he's great he's uh he's big into deadlifting as well actually oh good man um, he, we went to the Harvester cause we, we like everything they offer in terms of the salad bar, the variety of mains and the desserts are insane. Um, and I think he managed to do three and a half thousand calories in the one meal. <laughs> oh, that's easy <laughs> in Harvester. That's easy. And I think I did two and a half thousand. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you both. All the trees fall over, all of them. It's absolutely shit. Loads of people and stuff gets crushed and birds have to walk instead of fly home, which means that bird eaters get them way too easily. Cats get lazy for a start. Uh, the trees have agreed to get back up, but only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Stuart, host a 490-round quiz on Zoom, which takes several many hours, all whilst balancing on a flying carpet. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! Um, um, your reward is that you go down in history as being the saviour of all kind. Knew uh, it would happen. Including trees, which is a pretty nice reward. Um, but you're wazzocked. Obviously, you're totally sort of like, you, 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 all that quiz reading, you didn't have time for any snacks. Um, you're starving. Um, 
but and you're happy at you're the happiest and the you're giddy but really you're in the perfect place to have a feast and your award in the moment is the feast of your dreams by which it doesn't have to necessarily be possible uh it doesn't have to i certainly couldn't give a fuck if it's ethical or healthy um, nothing has any consequences in this scenario what would be your ideal thing in the universe uh, or things um to eat to drink and if there's a who with and where who with and where I don't know. I it's. I mean, obviously, it's an impossible answer, and I'm sure it would change if I answer oh, it tomorrow. I fully understand that this answer only stands for the duration of while you're saying it. I think a lot of really fun memories that I've had have been meals at Indian restaurants. Oh, nice! And like, so I play football regularly. I've played for the same team since 2001. Wicked eleven-a-side team and. Our end of season do is always at uh, uh, an Indian restaurant in in the area, um, and obviously with, with different friends and different birthdays and things like that. So I think it would probably have to be that a lamb madras for me. Nice. I also am a big fan of the desserts that they do. Oh, nice! Not in every single Indian restaurant, but there is like a certain menu that does appear very frequently in that uh, genre of restaurant. And it's sort of like weird, like frozen ice cream desserts, like in a coconut shell, or uh, it's like a an after eight. I know exactly what you mean. They're really funny. Those menus. They're like what? There's something. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Absolutely great. And so I would have maybe three of those. Yes. Because often you look at it and you're like, well, I want the flake one, but also look at that. That's that's coconut ice cream in a coconut shell. Yeah. So you want to get all of those different vibes going on. Obviously, I'm going every single carb possible. Yeah. That's the thing that I, yeah. Naan, rice, rice, sagaloo. Naan. Bombay potatoes. Oh, yes, please. Chuck that in. Chuck that in. Yep, yep. They're all there. They're, they're all there. Uh, how many barges do you want? Um, oh, I'm glad I'm invited. I, just have, I think I'd just have two barges and with some, I'd like some mint raita for dipping those in. Absolutely. And they come along after they've delivered the barges and, they, uh, and the poppadoms and they try to take the mint writer away. And you're like, ah, 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 that's staying for the main. That's staying for the main. Also, barges is quite a fun thing because you don't know how many you're going to get because it changes restaurant to restaurant. Well, yeah, sometimes you just get it's some, you know, just a couple of absolute whoppers. And then yeah. there's other times where you've got sort of Ferrero Rocher Mountain of Tiddlers. <laughs> much, a much crispier experience. I don't know which mm. I prefer. It depends on my mood. I quite like the um, the crispiness because I think it it, trend, it uh, contrasts well with if you are keeping it for your main, uh, contrasts well with the the softer carbs and and uh, madras. Actually, that's something that I've noticed is uh, with. So I think in like the South Bucks area, there's a lot of actually very very good Indian restaurants. Nice. Um, okay, but I noticed. Maybe I could uh, that some of them, their madras changed and became. You could tell that they were just using a tinned sauce. Oh shit! That's no good. Yeah, that's a bad. Which bad is no mood. good. No good at all. And it, thick and chunky. And what um, um, were you drinking with this? I've probably driven there, haven't I? No, 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 no. This is a dream scenario. Oh, so I can drink drive. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be uh, a cider. I don't really like beer. Oh, I like cider. I'm from the West Country. 
Oh, well, perfect. Um, I'm a big fan of a few ciders. There's one that's American. People will hate that. I like that. It's called Angry Orchard. There's one that's Scottish. It's called Thistley Cross. Lovely. And there's a South African one called Scolly. Oh, lovely. Are they quite sweet or medium or quite dry? Are they fizzy? Are they still? Uh, Fizzy, uh, medium, dry, I I think. But there's probably definitely some sweetness that's creeping in there because that's that's what drives me. Lovely stuff. Man's just stopped outside my house to pick his ass. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> nice. Um, About 15 years ago, we met. Uh, I met with someone who was trying to explain how my production company should contact magazines because they'll always need videos done for stuff. And he, at one point he said, there's a magazine for everything. There's a magazine for picking your own, own ass." <laughs> And that has stuck with me for the rest of my life. Funny, isn't it? The man, um, what happened there was, it was quite a, sw- the man had dressed up, I don't know where he's on his bloody way out to, but I found it's within the rules. He's going off to the arse picking convention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, pick up his copy of Arse, arse Pickers Week. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it, um, it probably was just a wedgie pluck, to be fair to the man. And there's absolutely Let's nothing. Let's be fair. Wrong. Let's be fair, because if anything matters right now, it's be kind! Thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining me on here. You've been so funny and brilliant. Thank you so much, so loads. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you very much, Jess. <sighs> Thanks so much to Stuart. What an amazing guest. Please may you follow him on the social medias. He is at This Is Stuart Laws on uh, Twitter. You'll be able to find out everything he's up to on there. Um, also, he has two shows on Next Up. So uh, there's links in the podcast notes. You can just Google Next Up Comedy Stuart Laws. Um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stand-up comedy shows. So stream the shit out of them. And he wanted to give uh, a shout out uh, to his friend's company, Kim Cheese, which he mentioned in the podcast also. There's nothing online at the moment because obviously uh, then they're, they're not functioning currently. But once they are up and running, if you ever see Kim Cheese stall in a, somewhere doing street food around and about you, a festival or whatever, get involved. Um, follow our Instagram lives. We're doing, um, uh, I'm doing a weekly liquid hoovering live with a former guest. It's normally on a school night. They're often on a Monday, but last week it was a Wednesday. We mix it up a bit. So the safest thing is to make sure you're following at the hoovering pod on Instagram and on Twitter to be up to date with who I'm talking to and when. And then the conversations stay in the Instagram stories for 24 hours after they've been on. And they've been really, really good fun. So do that. Got your spare money? Give it to a food bank. Got even more spare money? Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you can see how you can support the podcast and me in exchange for podcast related very cool things like completely exclusive content follow me if you want on social media at jessica foster q want to send me something longer than a tweet you can email me through my website jessicafosterq.com thank you so much for listening to this tell other people about it please rate review and subscribe thanks also to acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma caution and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.